Don't Worry Darling is not just the title of Olivia Wilde's new film, it's also her latest response to the drama surrounding pretty much. it. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. It's the saga taking over the internet. Fans are buzzing over an alleged rift between Florence Pugh and Olivia Wilde. Don't worry, darling, or should we? Uh, do we have like a an outline we're gonna follow, or are we just gonna go for it? Oh, mm -hmm. you've got notes. Okay, good. Notes. I mean, okay. we'll, I don't think we'll stick to it, but you know. That's true. <laughs> I have lots of opinions. You have takes. I do have takes. Good. Do you have a different theme song for this one, or are you gonna just keep the same theme song? No, I'm gonna make a new one. Um, I don't even know. I don't know. I don't know exactly what I'm gonna do. We'll I'll play around with it. You gotta get the do 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 in there somehow. Oh, from the movie? Yeah. <laughs> the words were like with you all the time or something like that. Oh, yeah. I never know how to start these things. Um, you can say, I'm Greg, mm -hmm. and this is the Aerial Shop Podcast. All right. Hello, everyone. I didn't like that. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> you, you, can, you, know, you can workshop some things. Keep going. OK. <laughs> you hey, want everyone. me to do it for you? No, no, I, I'm going to do it. I got to do okay, it. OK, OK. Hey, out there. Hey everyone, this is Greg Godfrey. I'm joined by Erica Stewart. We're here, Hello. For, we're here for a very important reason. We're here because the movie Don't Worry Darling, after six decades, has finally come out. And it's been like six decades, didn't it? <laughs> we have both seen it. Uh, we both have opinions about it and everything surrounding it, from the chaos to the drama to the misflow of it all. <laughs> And I think we should start, oh, for those who don't know, uh, Don't Worry Darling is a movie uh, starring Harry Styles and Florence. You gotta, you gotta put Florence first, she's the star. Right. I mean, she is, I think Harry's the reason people are seeing it, but Florence is the best part of, the, of every movie, basically. That's right. I think I think Harry is the reason a lot of people who wouldn't have gone to see it anyways are going to see it, but. Yeah. Um, I mean, for sure. Our theater yeah. had a lot of Harry's house uh, merch on. I I asked Jake if I should wear my sweatshirt. I decided against it. I didn't want to be that person. Yeah. Um, okay, so it's Florence Pugh first, and then Harry Styles. Uh, Chris Pine plays a cult leader of some sort, kind <laughs> of. And then it's directed by Olivia Wilde, who also directed Booksmart, a movie you've have you seen Booksmart? Yeah, I saw Booksmart. I like yeah. Booksmart. A, a, a fun little teen, uh, like high school comedy, end mm -hmm. of high school and like all in one day type movie that we both enjoyed. It's yeah. not like, the best comedy of all time, but it's like a solid, you know, B plus, I think. That's that's my take. Yeah, um, I agree. And, and Don't Worry Darling is... Different. Uh, <laughs> thornier. Thor I, I would say it's more, it's riskier. It's a bigger movie in a lot of ways. It's, it's yes it's not an easy plot like book smart was it's not a fun comedy it's a 
it's attempting to be a tense sociological romantic thriller with a, a little commute with some comedic aspects but it's more in the line of like the Truman Show the Matrix a little mm-hmm. um, yeah and let's before we get into the movie let's get into the backstory of the movie okay well that's gonna be an hour <laughs> we'll, we'll try to keep it short or ish okay. um but let's let's start with harry styles um you're a fan like, you're, the reason you're on this podcast is because you're you're into harry styles yes my qualification to be here is not that i've seen a lot of movies it's that i'm a harry styles fan <laughs> and that was all the way from the beginning um yeah one direction yes okay yeah that, that was the name yes. of the band yes um yeah. and then harry styles as a musician entertainer the whole thing so artist, yes. both, like we're, i'm also a big fan i'm not yes. at your level i think you've seen him solo on concert more than i have part yeah. of that is the ticket master but that's a whole other podcast i mean just once but oh yeah. never mind we're tied okay um i tried to see him a second time didn't work out um and now he's made his transition into acting yeah we can we can call it that <laughs> then he's in dunkirk he doesn't speak really in it, a few scenes but he's good he's got it. some lines he said yeah. some words he's like a solid christopher nolan he's not like a lead of, in it but he's he's good you know he does what he needs to do yeah gets the job done it, it got me to see the movie i wouldn't have if he wasn't in it <laughs> and I, I don't think i think what I was worried about was he would like take over the movie, but he just kind of, he's like a role player in it, which is- And Dunkirk? Yeah, and Dunkirk. Yeah, yeah. totally fine. And then he also has another movie coming out later this year called My Policeman, which neither of us have seen yet, but no. it's getting better reviews. Not great reviews, but better reviews than Don't Worry, Darling. Yeah. So we have Wild, we have Styles down. Uh, Florence Pugh is the lead and she carries the movie on her back, I would say absolutely un- i don't know she needs some physical therapy on that back because she was carrying the whole movie she's really like she's actually great in it uh considering yeah. that she has nothing to work with and and i honestly remind me of what else she has been in besides midsummer and the new little women uh let's go so she got nominated for an oscar for little women uh for supporting actress okay uh, she played Amy. She's in Midsummer, which is a, a movie I talked a lot about last week or the, on the yeah. last podcast, which I enjoy quite a bit. Um, she's in Black Widow. She's so now she's in the Marvel stuff. Okay. Okay. She's, she's in this movie that I've seen called Fighting with My Family, which is with The Rock. It's about um, she's trying to become a pro wrestler. Oh, um, okay. It's actually it's pretty good. Like it's a fun little family movie. Uh, she has a movie coming out later this year called The Wonder, which looks good. Okay. Um, and then. The first thing I ever saw her in was Lady Macbeth, which she's un- unbelievable in. Okay, uh, you're not gonna like this. This is the mer- first movie I've seen that she's been in. <laughs> fair. Have you seen? You haven't seen Black Widow? Uh, not yet. I'll get to it eventually. It's fine. It's whatever. Um, and she's also in the TV show Hawkeye because once you're in a Marvel property, you're in every single Marvel thing that's you ever come. Cameo out. and everything, yeah. Which yeah. Harry Styles also in the Marvel. Just yeah out there um but yeah this was this was my first movie actually seeing her in a movie and i love her great no she's amazing and she's also like great at being famous like she's good at instagram she's she makes the cooking videos cooking with flow 
like she oh, had, I didn't know that. Oh yeah, no, she has like a big Instagram story cooking thing. Um, oh, that's fun. And she's she's very funny. She's entertaining. She's very very British, like very British. I I didn't know she was British until the Venice Film Festival. Yeah, which we'll talk about later. I'm sure. Yeah. Um. So we'll save the Venice. I just wanted to give a little background to the movie before we got into okay. we'll save the the Spitgate and whatnot till after <laughs> the actual movie. Um, okay. So my I, I have some notes here, as you can see, and the audience can hear about. Um, and the first thing I wrote down is, is it good? So the Erica, movie, Erica, is the movie good? I baseline definition of the word good, yes. I enjoyed it. It kept my attention the whole time. It shot beautifully. I think it was good. Okay. You're, you're making a face. Why, what's the face about? I don't think I could give it a better adjective, unfortunately. <laughs> you, so you'd say it's good. You say it's fun. Uh, it's, what you say, interesting? Like it's, I, I, it's, it's weird to explain because it's, I wouldn't yeah. say it's good. I wouldn't say it's a good movie, but I would say it's, I enjoyed watching it because of how ridiculous it was. Yeah. See, my level of if a movie is good or not is much lower than yours. Fair. Yeah. <laughs> because I care a lot less about the script and the camera shots and all of the technical stuff. I'm just like, if I enjoyed it, it was a good movie. If it well, kept the, my attention, it was a good movie. The thing for me is I kind of think it's really well done like it's really well made it looks incredible like in terms of just mm-hmm. you know, the shots and whatnot um at uh, i wouldn't say incredible it looks it looks like a real movie like, you know it doesn't look like as it Harry makes, it's a said. real film yeah. it's a real go to the movie well, film <laughs> it's also a movie that we don't get anymore like we don't get like taught psychological thrillers uh especially like yeah one from a woman uh, and two, like, original story that you haven't seen before. Like, it's closer yeah. to Black Mirror than it is, like, to, you know, a superhero movie. And I'll yeah. take that 10 times out of 10. Um, <laughs> and it has good actors. I mean, I think she's great. Wild, who we'll talk more about. I think she's solid in the movie. I think she's fine in the movie. And I have feelings about her as a person, but I do think she was good in the movie. I mean, she's playing... An annoying person in the movie so I think it kind of works out uh Chris Pine's great as yeah like he's having he's like really chewing the scenery he's having fun with it mm-hmm. uh I think this is I think we should get into the is Harry Styles good in this movie because he is the ostensible like one of the two big leads I think he had some moments that were really not good um spoiler alert here am I okay to Okay, yeah. For anyone, we're, we're getting into spoilers. If anyone hasn't seen the movie and <laughs> wants to see it without spoilers, you're the, that. Yeah. Okay. The scene in the car where he's having this big emotional breakdown and Florence gets taken away. Sorry, mm-hmm. Alice gets taken away. Yeah. Just a little like uncomfortable to watch. But as I was telling Jake, who you guys would have heard in the last Aerial Shot podcast, was that something that situation where it's such an emotional like breakdown where this person you love so much you're for you're like setting up to be taken away to have whatever done to them like it's (laughs) it 
uh, we'll get there. It like I feel like for anyone to pull that off, it would have to be a very experienced actor. So I don't necessarily think that that makes him a bad actor that he didn't pull it off. But that was a very horrible scene. And I think overall, I would give him like a B, a solid B. Okay. Because he did pull it off, I think. I don't think he like stood out as like a negative spot, but I also don't think he brought much to the table. It's the one thing, I think you're grading on a curve with him. Like in, like all of us should be grading on a curve with it. No, as, because he's not an experienced actor. Yeah. He's... And he's in this film with a yeah. lot, with everyone he's, who is an experienced actor. In it, yeah, he has to act against Chris Pine, Florence Pugh, Nick Cole, uh, Nick Cole Olivia Wilde. Like, there's a lot of either good to great actors in this movie. And it's yeah. also asking a lot of him because it's one of his early performances. And, I mean, this is a, it's a tough part he's playing because he has, like, nine different characters. Personalities? Yeah. And I actually thought he did okay. I think he yeah. was, I think he was, like, was he the best person for the, like, I know Shia LaBeouf has a lot of shit. I, he would have been like in terms of like me too and in terms of all that stuff I think that's an interesting type of actor to be in this yeah um, I think the, yeah Shia LaBeouf would have pulled off the care like he when when you find out the big twist and you understand who that character is Shia LaBeouf Shia LaBeouf fits that profile more but yeah. I almost think that makes it more interesting with the fact that you wouldn't expect Harry someone that quote unquote, yeah. looks like Harry to be that person. Well, I was trying to think who I'd want to be in that role because he is a weakish link in it. Yeah. Um, and I thought, like, I I was looking just at young famous actors, basically, that are around his age. Mm -hmm. um, like Chalamet would be like a big name, but I don't think that would work. I don't um, know how I feel about him. I do I not like him. <laughs> the one that I liked, I mean, Tom Holland was on the list. There was one that I... Nat Wolf, I thought would be good, but it's the thing is, it has to be a big name. It's yeah, it, that's, the, it, that's the tough part is that the role kind of demands fame in a way. Yeah, and I agree it has with to be that. a positive fame. So then it turns when the movie does the big reveal and the big you, yeah, you you want to be like, I can't believe this person that I love did that to them. <laughs> so I feel like we've talked around the movie. Do you want to explain? what the plot of the movie is, is i can try i've just um like a basic like outline of the movie including the twist or not including the twist yeah just including the twist okay the so <laughs> this is tough i i didn't i didn't put you on the spot here <laughs> yeah this is I feel tough. Like it's, it's more fun coming from you than it is from me so. okay i'm gonna i'm gonna do my best here i might kind of weave back and forth so okay. The movie centers around this couple, Jack and Alice. They are together. They love each other very much. Um, they are living in this beautiful community called, it's called Victory, right? Yeah, Victory. Victory, where it's set in the 50s, where all of the women stay at home all day doing like the housework, cooking dinner, taking care of the kids. They go shopping, they hang out with each other and the men go off to work all day. And it just seems like this perfect community all led by this guy named Frank played by Chris Pine. And 
Um, these guys are trying to work their way up in this company and they're working on this thing called the Victory Project, but no one really knows what it is. Um, and some weird things start happening to Miss Flo or Alice. Um, she starts having weird dreams. She starts having walls crush her and then pop back to place. Yeah, and I'm really on the nose there. Uh, and that, uh, yeah, she's having panic attacks, it seems like. Yeah. 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 Very paranoia, panic attack type things happening to her. And she thinks she's crazy. Um, actually, she doesn't think she's crazy. She thinks everyone else thinks she's crazy because no one believes her. But <laughs> I feel like I'm just rambling. No, um, what the podcasts are. It kind of turns into this thing where she ends up going up to this headquarters where all the men work and the one rule is that the women are not allowed to go there but she sees this random plane crash and so she runs up to the headquarters to try to get some help for this plane that just disappears and that's really when the paranoia and like visions and whatever start getting really intense and the viewer is just like well what the hell was that um now at this point at this point i'm gonna stop you for a second yeah, that's fine. <laughs> You're enjoying the movie? At this point, I'm... This is what, the first 30, 40 minutes of the movie, I guess? Yes, because the paranoia and weird things kind of start happening immediately, which I did not love. I kind of wanted a little bit more, just the happy life first. But yeah, this is probably within the first 30 minutes of the movie. I don't, I think I'm enjoying it in the sense that I'm already hooked. I already want to know what. Yeah. is causing what like, is what is happening what here yeah. yeah yeah um keep going yeah i'm trying to think yeah yeah just keep going <laughs> so then she gets home she tells her husband jack played by harry styles like this weird thing happened i saw this plane he's like you're you're fine you just like eat this food go to bed it's all good i don't we would have heard about a plane crash um I feel like I'm giving away too much of the movie. The whole movie. The people, if they're listening, they're going to be spoiled. That's just, it is what it is. Um, and eventually we, we, we get to a point where she's really paranoid. Everyone's like, wow, she needs to go on some medication. Um, and Jack doesn't believe her. He's on the side of everyone else. And she eventually gets taken by these people that work in this community and they do something to her and then she seems fine again like back to normal not really having paranoia and psychic things happening um but then it kind of kicks back in um and then we find out what the big twist is and we (laughs) find this out by cuts to what i will call the real world yeah. And we see Jack and all I can describe him as is um a recluse. He has long well, greasy hair. They're together. They're dating. Yeah, like, yeah. They're actually together. They do love each other, but like they're a happy. Reddit, like pot like um so he's not an incel, but he's like Incel adjacent. Yeah, Jake called him a Discord mod. And he had to explain to me what that meant. But essentially, yeah. he sits in front of his computer all day. He's listening to Jordan Peterson S podcasts, which, which are, is, which is Frank. Frank. Yeah. Okay. Kind of brainwashing him. And yeah. then, kind of discrepancy on how this happens. 
between us. I kind of missed something in the movie, I think. I thought we were still in the simulation, but we find out that victory is a simulation. It cuts to Florence slash Alice laying in bed with these weird metal things propping her eyes open and red laser skin over her eyes. And then we see Jack get into bed next to her and put those same thing on his eyes and hop into the simulation. And she doesn't choose to go there. I think we should yeah oh yeah yeah (laughs) she is uh forced in there the what we find out is when the men go to work every day they leave the simulation and the women are all stuck there yeah and the men basically so he jack harry styles character forces florence Pugh. uh does he knock her out how did she get i'm trying to that's what I don't remember yeah, because one of our friends said thought that like he attacked her and forced her in there. He I, yeah, he like I must have missed that part of the movie. He but pushed his way into the apartment because they it seemed at that point they had broken up after fighting for so long. And she's a doctor; she has a real job. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then while in one way or another, he forces her to go into this reality and basically this f- fictional reality, and like makes her forget who she is and tries to convince her that she's a suburban housewife in the 1990s. Yes, yes. Um, and he has the worst goatee I think anyone's ever had. Like it's, <laughs> the our theater started laughing really hard when that- I when just, I think my, my jaw dropped. I was just so shocked. It didn't, honestly, it didn't look like Harry Styles and he lost his accent. He had an American accent as real yeah. world Jack, which was jarring. Well, that was the one because there was the clip that went viral like a month or so ago of him yelling at Florence Pugh. And, yes. And, and he's like kind of going into English and Brita. It's, it's like his accent is kind of weird and wonky. And I feel like it, it makes sense for the movie because he's kind of being two different people at once and he doesn't really know what to do. And he's not, I mean, he's definitely a terrible person. He's malicious, but it does mm-hmm. seem like there's, he does at least think he care he cares for the Alice character or he wants this ideal life with her. See, oh. my my understanding is that he lost his job and that's why Alice in the real world is working more jobs and there's tension and that's why we maybe can assume they break up. And so I see it as he wanted to create this place where they could be happy together with no worries. Yeah. Blah, blah 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 that was my understanding of his intentions what he him doing it is not great but I think like I don't think it was malicious like I'm gonna trap her in there kind of thing although it does kind of I can see how it might feel yeah, that I don't I think part of it is he's kind of an idiot uh the character <laughs> the character is supposed to be like like a a gaslighting asshole I guess that's kind of how I yeah. took it like, where he's like telling her oh you don't want to work and she's like I like work like he's like he doesn't understand how the real world works I guess yeah uh, and to do that he like entraps her in this cult like Facebook-esque like metaverse contraption thing yeah uh in which Chris Pine's character and I have a lot of questions about this metaverse contraption thing um, Me too. <laughs> because do like Olivia Wilde's character Bunny. We're, we're just getting to spoiler characters. Spoilers. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Really um, she knows that she's in a fictional reality because she lost yes. her in real life, and 
the way I read it was that she wanted to go into this fictional reality because at least the kids were there. So yeah, that's what I understood too. Does Nick Kroll know or Dean know or does he not know? Um, I, you would, I would think, think so. so. Drove out, like I would think all the men know at least. And then Olivia Wilde's character is one of the few women that do know. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say just her and Gemma Chan's character. Yeah, how much Gemma Chan randomly kills Chris Pine's Frank uh, in a scene that made zero no sense. <laughs> I think there may have been other stuff they cut from the movie, but in the movie, it makes no sense because she's his, like, doting housewife until she decides, no, I hate him now. Like, I hate this world. Uh, Well, it seemed like she wanted to... I understood it was like she wanted to be in charge now. I guess so. Yeah. Because when she did it, she was like, it's my turn now. Yeah. I wasn't sure if that meant, like, it's my turn, like, in terms of, like, I'm taking charge of our relationship or I'm taking charge of the world. Um, I guess it could be, you know, up for interpretation. But the movie doesn't really, she's not like a real fleshed out character. She, like she's just like, yeah, until she decides to kill <laughs> uh, Frank. Oh, so let's finish the, the movie, I guess. What happens after? Oh, okay. So there's a song that Miss Florence has been singing through or humming throughout the whole movie and she doesn't she can't like figure out what it is this is while she's in the simulation and then when we're getting these flashbacks of real world jack and alice we find out that that was the song that he always sang to her about wanting to always be together and so after one of the major times that she she gets taken away and kind of put re back into the simulation where like she's brainwashed again and doesn't know what's happening simulation jack starts singing the song and that triggers her to understand and remember in the simulation what is happening and so she they kind of go into a screaming fight like why are we here like i love my life what did why did you do this to me he's like i just wanted us to be happy and together and he starts to try and suffocate her somehow by just squeezing her really tightly around the waist I thought it was like him having like a breakdown, like I love you, like don't leave me almost. Like and he's Oh, um, I understood it as him trying to knock her out so he can just re-put her back into the same I, mean, I, I think that was the ultimate goal there. Uh and okay. one way or another. And then and then she She takes a whiskey glass, which they almost always had in their hands throughout the movie and smashes it on his head and kills him and we find out that when a man in the simulation dies he also dies in real life which they just throw out there like they they just throw out there randomly and and then my first question was well what about the women when they die in the simulation do they also die in real life i would think so that's that's how i took it because she i mean at this point florence Pugh to get out could just commit suicide like i don't I think I think you have to get out I don't I don't I think if you die in there you die which uh someone who I saw the movie with said like oh if you die in here you die in real life isn't that from another movie and it's from Spy Kids 3D I'm pretty sure (laughs) right that's Uh, funny I also is that also what it is in Ready Player One I never saw the movie for Ready Player I read the book oh it's the same thing yeah I enjoyed that movie um but yeah so then Olivia so it kind of just goes black 
and then it cuts to Olivia Wilde coming in to see Jack dead on top of Alice, and Alice is covered in blood, and that's when we find out that her character Bunny knows what this all is, and she's like, Alice, you've got to get out of here. They know that he's dead. They're going to kill you because you understand what all of this is now, and so Florence walks out covered in blood, and all the neighbors are like, um, what's going on? And so she gets in the car and tries to drive up to the headquarters because when you get to headquarters, that's how you get out of the simulation. That's why the women aren't allowed to go there. Mm -hmm. um, and then it kind of turns into this whole car chase thing and there's an explosion and there's these creepy men in red jumpsuits crawling up a mountain after her. And then she just gets out of the simulation and then the movie's over. <laughs> yeah it's it, it gets real dumb the last half hour it's real nonsense though it's it's very rushed and they try to explain everything really quickly and it left lots of questions yeah i think the one other thing we should mention is kiki lane's character of margaret who's kind of like the uh impetus for florence yes Pugh, like getting power becoming more and more paranoid because she kind of goes through the same thing that pew does or that mm -hmm. alice does uh, where Margaret's character starts questioning what's reality, what's not, uh, who, where am I, who are these people, and then she ends up killing herself, and Florence Pugh sees it, and then uh, the the doctor in, you know, one of the people there, and like a bunch mm -hmm. of the henchmen basically tell Florence, basically gaslight her into being like, oh, that's not how it happened, she fell, she's fine. Yeah. Um, and it, I, I think it's interesting that we skipped that because it seems like the movie also skipped that in a way where Kiki Lane's yeah. kind of cut out of the movie a lot um, and she's posted about it. And it's one of, here, how's this for a segue? It's one of many uh, chaotic, dramatic things that have surrounded this movie. And geez, it's been, it's been a shit show, basically. It has been a shit um, show. When... <laughs> the movie was announced everyone was excited it's like oh harry styles florence Pugh, that sounds interesting and then mm -hmm. things started to leak where florence Pugh wasn't going to do press for the movie um and then harry styles and florence Pugh, harry styles and olivia wilde started dating on set and uh things got even more twisted in that way yeah the harry styles fans don't seem to like olivia wilde that much um you can yes you can i mean there's no I one actually, vitriolic at wild i would say it's very 50 50. i feel well maybe 60 40 majority not liking her and i think that's because one the timeline of their relationship is very well they started hooking up on set we like we know for sure now that they started getting on set yes and very according to Olivia Wilde her and Jason Sudeikis had not really been together for months it just wasn't really announced and they weren't like actually separated until I want to say like two weeks before we find out that her and Harry are together and we find out they're together by pictures of them at Harry's manager's wedding which is happening during filming yeah well yep. Olivia has been really strict about COVID restrictions because this is all happening during COVID. So then the cast gets mad at them for them getting to go have fun. And I think that is really 
the yeah. main story of all of the drama. And that was part of Vulture's recap of basically what happened on set. Uh, mm-hmm. Apparently, there was a screaming match between Pew and Wild over uh, Pew wanted different se- scenes to go differently, and Wild started yelling at her that this is my set. I'm the director here. Um, and I think the Sudeikis thing is really big. Like, I think people really like Jason Sudeikis. They equate him with Ted Lasso. You know, he's like this nice, perfect, sweet guy who, and then the show kind of, in a way, references the wild stuff with the divorce and with Mm -hmm. uh, Lasso's character being traumatized by it, basically. Yeah. The fans sided with him. It seems like everyone sided with him. And I, I, I kind of, and I, this may sound, I think he comes off as more likable than Wild, especially the way oh. Wild and uh, press touring with the Shia LaBeouf. I mean, there's there's so there's much. There's so much. Yeah, I agree. I think Jason Jake is just a more likable person. I think part of that is knowing Olivia's background and how she got into the, I'm sorry, how she was born into the like movie scene. Her parents are producers yeah. and whatnot. And so she had a very easy kind of just given to her lane into the world into the movie world and so that makes me like her a little less when like uh, most other people kind of worked towards that a lot of people have nepotism kids like half of hollywood is like i don't know i just find that really irritating <laughs> that's just i mean i'm not holding that against her if i was i was gonna be i would hold it against like you know half of the oscar winners in like history um that's fair but I mean, they they come from different places and people side. Yeah. Um, trying to see. If- it okay. also seems yeah. like she's the one that ended the relationship. Yes, it definitely, definitely. So seems. that makes people side with Jason Sudeikis more too. Yeah, and then <laughs> we have the Shia LaBeouf stuff, which is Shia, uh, Olivia Wilde telling the press that she fired Shia from her movie because she has a no assholes policy and what and happened- we heard that maybe Florence didn't feel comfortable with yeah. him after the accusations came out against him yeah and also they had problems on set to it like before or in pre whatever the preliminary yeah. um and then Shia LaBeouf releases videos that Wilde sent to him um in which Wilde kind of makes fun of Florence Pugh and says she's kind of weak in a way and that she wanted Shia the whole time and Shia is the one that left the project for, I don't, I don't think it was like, because he was anti the movie. I think it was more like he couldn't do, he couldn't film it. He could, he didn't have time for it. Um, yeah. My understanding was that he was frustrated with the lack of rehearsals. He seems yeah. like a very method actor. Yeah. Which, and one of the things I read was that he didn't feel like he had enough time to figure out the character before they were supposed to start filming. Which is kind of another pro in terms of styles. Um, where it's like he didn't have that much time to even get into the movie like everyone else was getting set for it and mm-hmm. it came on at the like you know in the 12th hour like at the last second yeah um, and then there's Spitgate so <laughs> man there's just it's the, the reason there's a pod the reason we're podcasting about this is we've been talking about it nonstop for like two months now at least um is that all it's been <laughs> I mean it's been going on and on. I mean, really, Venice, the Venice Film Festival is when it beca- it went from like movie like chaos to like they're covering actual interpersonal dramas. Like, yeah, yeah, they're like everyone is talking about. It. Like my 
my parents are asking me what is this and I have friends that don't <laughs> care about movies that are like what is this yeah and <laughs> what happened was he didn't spit on her he I mean he didn't spit on he, her he there's did no, not spit. there's a video and it looks like he's like Styles is like pointing down and spitting on Chris Pine and he just and Chris Chris Pine happens to stop clapping and look down at his leg exactly where if Harry had spit on him it would have landed it's the worst timing yeah it was just a random video horrible timing and it's interesting because I actually saw that video before people were accusing Harry of spitting on him and what the caption was because the way they were sitting was Olivia Chris Pine uh, Harry so Chris Pine was between the two of them yeah. And the original caption I saw in that video was Chris Pine stopped clapping, thinking that Harry and Olivia were going to talk over him. Yeah. And they yeah. didn't. So he started laughing because he's like, oh, that's awkward and funny. Okay, whatever. And then there's rumors that they broke up and that they're, and now they're like, now it seems like they're still together because she was at his show recently. Yeah, she was at his last Madison Square Garden concert. So, there's just a lot of gossip and people like drama. And I think the Spitgate thing, a few people tweeted it, it got retweeted a bunch. And I don't think that many people actually think he spit on him. I think it was the jokes won out. Yeah. And it became like a sensation online. Yeah. A sensation in the real world too, because people were talking about it. Like I heard people talking about it on the subway the next day. Um, (laughs) So funny. I think those were all of the, (laughs) all of the problems with the movie uh, surrounding it. Um, um besides the thing you actually just sent me today about Kiki Lane. yeah her, Margaret the character Margaret and her husband which I don't know if he had a name in the movie uh, apparently it's Ted but okay. it's Ari Stachel I think is how you say it he's a, a Tony he won a Tony he's, the, he's a Broadway guy I think oh okay we've and they're we've together now me- they are they are dating now the two of them oh I love that oh my gosh but yeah you sent me a tweet just a couple hours ago that she tweeted right yeah that a lot of their scenes had gotten cut from the movie so now I'm like okay is Olivia Wilde also racist <laughs> I, I don't think she's racist I think she tried to main mainline the movie I'm sure there were cuts from the studio too because this is one yeah. of those types of movies that felt like a mess and I think there were like a lot of let's focus it let's get it as quick as possible um and it's not racist but the Kiki Lane character is it's a rough look for Olivia because it's like the one black character in the cast and she becomes like the focus for the white woman to try to prevail like it's just we've seen this before and it's it's a real like it's just it's a it, it felt gross in the moment where you're like this woman has to commit suicide so the other one can live, kind of. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, and I, I just, I'm disappointed that there more of their scenes did get cut because I feel like it would have made the movie make a little bit more sense. Would have maybe answered some of the many questions I have about the plot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I guess we'll never know. Maybe we'll get the deleted scenes on DVD when the movie comes out. Who knows? It will come out. Or if they just kind of like boot it to the side. I mean, this is the other thing. It did well. And it made over $30 million. It was the number one movie this year. It's the number one movie this weekend. Um, it still did worse than the re-release of the original Avatar. But <laughs> Avatar just, it was also Avatar was IMAX only, I think. Or if it wasn't, it was a lot of IMAX. So it was making more money 
in terms of like gotcha tickets tickets cost more yeah um but it did it's doing well it's word of mouth people know about it and they're recommending it even if it's not necessarily good they're like you should see this because it's nuts yeah Uh, I actually I actually I had a friend ask me should I go see this and I said it's worth the watch even though it's not the best movie I've ever seen (laughs) she's also a Harry Styles fan so that added into it it's a crummy Black Mirror episode I mean, I said this before, but that's kind of what it is. And I'll take it. Like, it's better than, a, it's not the worst movie I've seen this year. Like, it's not even, it's not, I have it, I mean, I have it at two and a half out of five stars, which is like, okay. It's not. Yeah, I, I gave it a three. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's, do you think it's made money because of the drama? Like, do you think that's been part of it? I absolutely think, I think the drama got more attention and got people to go see it I think the fact that Harry is in it got a lot of people who wouldn't have normally gone to see it to go see it yep and I think there's just some people that were like well I hear I I saw those bad reviews let me go see how bad it is kind of thing too it also came out at the right time where there's not that much out right now like it's before oscar season really before like all of the movies start coming out mm-hmm. like the, the highest movie a few weeks ago was barbarian like that was the number one at the box office which is a a nuts crazy horror movie which i never want to see it um and but it's like that's not a movie that should be number one at the box office because yeah it's so weird and disgusting and, and uh specific uh <laughs> so it, it it's doing well it'll do fine I've, I've, I've have a couple notes. I have a couple questions here for you. Oh, okay. Um, I'm not prepared, but I'll answer. Okay. Um, I asked this Harry Styles good already. What should Olivia Wilde do next? I, I feel like she needs to go either one of two ways. I think she either needs to lay low for a while and kind of let all of this drama that's surrounding her because she, I, she is absolutely the core at all of the drama um and just kind of like let people kind of forget about it there'll be not some new drama next week yeah or I think she needs to kind of just lean into it make jokes about it which she kind of has yeah a Leah Michelle thing like Leah you yeah. make jokes about yourself that other people are going to make and then it's less fun yeah and I also wonder if maybe, I don't know, because Booksmart was a success. This one, it seems like even though it's gotten some bad reviews, obviously the box office numbers kind of makes it seem like it's a success. I feel like- She'll get another she chance. Really, what? She'll get another chance. Like I'm fairly certain. I mean, this is a big move. It's one of the few movies Warner Brothers is really promoting this year. Um, yeah. It stars, you know, international sensation it stars big names and they don't make these movies anymore so the fact that she got a chance to make it means that she knows the right people she's in the right circles and that she Mm -hmm. has enough cachet to make real movies so she's not going to disappear from directing I don't think I think no yeah that's what I'm saying I think if she really wants to make a name for herself as a director specifically and not for the drama and whatnot I think she needs to kind of find a new project fairly soon, mm-hmm. in my opinion, to kind of not overshadow this one, 
but just kind of prove like I can do this and not have it be just this big dramatic thing to get attention to make it popular enough for people to go see it. Yeah. Is my opinion. <laughs> yeah. No, I do you think she should do see I don't think she's great at building suspense. I think the, the most of the suspense for me came from the trailer or from the idea of the movie where I'm like, what yeah. is the twist? I don't think yeah. she like she had all these like random like horror-esque like nightmarish scenes that didn't really make sense in the movie um yeah she had a lot of like like the walls closing in like the metaphor of it coming to life yeah it's pretty on the nose like that's pretty easy right there yeah um, I her yeah like you said her suspense building just kind of created more questions it kind of was just things thrown in there that never got explained just for the dramatic effects. And so I think she needs to not try this same genre of movie again. <laughs> I think it's at its best when it's knowing, when the movie knows what it's talking about, when Nick Kroll's being, you know, wacky, when Kate Berlant's being funny. She, like, yeah. she's always book smart. She has an eye for comedy. Like, she knows how jokes land. She knows yeah. how to cut a comedy movie. This felt like a bit of, out of her reach, out of her grasp. Yeah. So, it felt like maybe if she had done this as like her fourth or fifth movie, it could have been better. Yeah. It's like, I respect the, the attempt, but it, yeah. you know, she, she didn't land it. So yeah. should I go to the next question? Yeah. All right. What's a better ending to this movie? Oh, there's so many options. Because I think the first 90 minutes are fine. Like, I think they're okay. I think mm -hmm. it's great. It's, it's like pretty fun. The last half hour is like dumb as hell. Like it's real uh, M. Night Shyamalan bad twist. Yeah. It doesn't work. I and think to make the ending better, I think the rest of like the, the timeline of the rest of the movie has to change too. I, because I think. Yep. Act one, let's say act one is like them happy in this life, nothing bad is happening. I feel like lasted for five minutes. Act two, where like this weird paranormal stuff is happening, we don't really know what's causing it, was the next hour and 20 minutes of the movie. And then the last 30 minutes was trying to answer all of the questions and wrap it up. And so I think what would have made a better ending depends on if the rest of the movie had been better <laughs> so I really hated the metaverse part of it like I yeah. wanted the movie to be in the real world like I wanted it to be either like a 1950s movie in which things are going wrong and like they're actually in the 1950s mm -hmm. uh, as opposed to like it being in the future but in the past as well um or I would want it to be like they're living in the 1950s or whatever. I guess they never really specify. And there's a real world out there, like that they're like in a cult. Like that's what yeah. I kind of thought was going to happen. Yeah, that's what, that's my first thought too, was that that was real life. And I still kind of had the understanding that the women were brainwashed into being there after we kind of started getting some yeah. more insight into what was happening. I absolutely did not see the metaverse thing 
coming. Yeah. I thought it was just like it was some cult that the women were brainwashed into and the men were actually going to work and they were working on whatever program was brainwashing these women. Yeah, that's which that's not really a twist. Like there would have to be something more there, but that's kind of what I expected like the the approach of it to go. Yeah, same. And I think that's a better movie because the meta, then it becomes like a movie about Facebook a little. Like it's a movie about like, it has a lot, it, I mean, it has a lot of things that it's trying to say. It becomes a thing yeah. about tech. It becomes a thing about the internet. It becomes mm-hmm. how social media is ruining. It becomes incel culture. It becomes Reddit, you know, discord users as Jake would say. Like, yeah, it, start, it starts trying to hit a lot of hot button topics. And at a certain point, it's like, you're really pushing it. Yeah, and I think that's what I mean when I said that, like, the ending of the movie would have been better if the rest of it was, because all of that stuff is just kind of thrown at you out of absolutely nowhere, yeah. and they try to make it all make sense, and it didn't really make, like, it did, but it didn't make sense, and so I think what would have been a better ending if somehow victory was a real place they were actually living there and the twist was what this victory project was without it being the metaverse (laughs) okay i'm right i I thought of another question so i'm writing it down (laughs) oh okay (laughs) so a few a few left and then i think we're basically we we've hit we've done everything we can with this movie if you don't touch on something I want to talk about, I'll bring it up at I the think, end. I think it's I'll, let you, so I'll let you get through your questions this first. Is the next question. And I think this is what you want to talk about. Uh, so the movie, the way Olivia Wilde kind of promoted the movie was as like a call to action feminism movie. Uh-huh. How it's like, am I, am I on, is this what you wanted to talk about? Yep. Where it's about how women need to take control of their lives and how you know the patriarchy is keeping them down um Mm -hmm. and that this movie is actually like a feminist statement in a way that you know not all movies are and that movie should be and that she's really doing something special here and how it like how it shows characters having sex for female pleasure that's like something she's talked about a lot yeah um, in her promotion of the movie so my question is and it's pretty, I'm leading you somewhere. Um, <laughs> is this a feminist movie? Absolutely not. <laughs> I feel so strongly about that this is not a feminist movie. I have so many reasons, so I might ramble here, mm-hmm. but I want to get them out and you know how to edit me out if you need to. That's fine. Um, the first thing that comes to mind when I think why this is not a feminist movie is that All of these women are stuck in there. They don't know they're stuck in there. They're forced to be there. They have no rights. They have no rights. Um, And Olivia Wilde's character, Bunny, which I believe somewhere she said that she was the only person that could have been cast for that part or something along those lines, is the only woman that knows what is happening that she has really no rights there, but she chooses to be there anyway. chooses to be there, yeah, yeah. Um, another thing that I think makes this not a feminist movie is that you mentioned the sex scenes where they're supposed to be more fe- 
um, featuring like feminine, like female pleasure. I think all of the sex scenes in this movie were very icky. Like they all made me very uncomfortable. They all felt like Jack was forcing himself on Alice. Every single one of them, he would walk in from the door from work and immediately try to take her clothes off. And that's not okay. It felt very rapey. And especially once we found out about the simulation thing, about how he's not in the simulation all day. And then the second he gets in the simulation and walks in the door home from work, he immediately wants to have sex. So then I'm like, is this some like horny little fantasy world that he wants to have? I don't know. That's not very pro females. Um, I feel like there was something else. Those were the main ones that I had major issues with. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's the correct answer. <laughs> um, it's, it's not. It's not a feminist movie. And I always, it's weird to be a guy to try to like break down what's a feminist movie and what's not because it's not really my place to say. But with that said, I want to talk about it for a second. Go for it. <laughs> In which the movies that Hollywood promotes as feminist movies are rarely the case. Like it mm-hmm. promotes like the Charlie's Angels movie. It's like, oh, three women being spies. Like, wh- you know, this is a feminist statement. Three uh-huh. women wearing no clothes exactly. being yeah. spies. And the movies that aren't feminist statements that I'm really trying to pick my words correctly here that uh feature women like those women also are perfect in a way where it's like Charlie's yes. Angel is perfect Florence Pugh in this is never wrong like she's always you know she even though she knows something she something's amiss and she her head's like being fucked with she keeps on pushing through and eventually she survives and you know women in power yeah. Like the movies that I find more interesting are the ones with like conflicted characters. Like everything everywhere all, all at once, which we've both seen, mm-hmm. is a movie that I would call a feminist movie, which features an older yes. female, um, and also like a woman, like a woman of color, like it's an Asian protagonist in Michelle Yu. And she like is having problems with her daughter. She's having problems problems with her husband. Like she's having real world problems, but also yeah. she's kind of a superhero at the same time. Like that's a movie that like kind of shows like what, you know, quote unquote, what women are pa- capable of. Or like, I mean, there's a, a bunch of movies yeah. that are feminine, like Duel is a movie that I really like that felt like a real like statement in a way. I've never like, heard of that. Happening, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can just like, I have a bunch of movies here. I don't think you've seen any of these. So, that's the, fine. But The Woman King just came out, which is the new Viola Davis action movie, which I, uh-huh. really liked, which I actually was kind of shocked by how much I liked um and that's like a you know in the same way that like charlie's angels or whatever it's women being strong and powerful but this one like they're imperfect and they're like trying like they're trying to you know Mm -hmm. like we all are and if yeah we all moving and that's like what we all should be striving to be not just you know women um yeah so i uh, this movie's dumb in that sense at least i thought the Gemma Chan thing felt like like when her character stabs Chris Pine felt like a real like now you clap like almost like the audience should be excited but it's like there's no lead into it. If if there was a sound that was confusion, that's the sound you would have heard. Yeah, but that's it felt like a real like almost like when a late night host makes like a joke about Trump, where it's like 
all right, we did it. Here you go. Yeah. And it's, yeah. Like, it's like nothing, like there's nothing there. Um, yeah, that's that's what I have to say about that. Is there anything else yeah. you have about the feminist? Um, the- I, I, I think that, I think what Olivia Wilde was trying to say when she said it was a feminist movie and that like women pull through for themselves is the fact that Florence just happened to win that race and got herself out of the simulation and pulled herself out of it. But like, that's just the, that was just the easy way to do it, honestly. Also, there are a lot of women still stuck there. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And like, they make you think that, oh, maybe they're starting to figure out, but I don't think so. I don't know. I just, uh, I'm done with that. (laughs) All right. Next question. Yes. Okay. So this is something we've talked about uh, off mic, uh, I guess on Xbox mic where we talk about <laughs> if someone is attractive or not. And okay. my question is, we'll get to Harry Styles in a second, but my first question is, is Chris Pine attractive in this movie? Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> did you, my, you see my gut reaction was yes. I mean, but yeah. then that was only based on physical attraction. And then I remembered what his character was. And then that, I want to change my answer to no. Okay, I'm. I'm just because like he's been he's been uh, what was he compared to like a Olympic athlete? Like, like how long his hair is, how shaggy his hair is, and how like he looks he looks like a cult leader. Like it makes sense that he'd be cast in this right now because that's yeah. his vibe. Uh, it's it's like creepy and sketchy, but also like kind of alluring in a strange way. Uh, yeah. I don't know. That's I was just I just was interested in that. Okay. So, uh, Harry Styles, go. Is are you asking if he was attractive in this movie? Like, I we've talked about his acting. Like, I know Harry Styles is one of your like celeb crushes. Like, we both have talked about ours in the past. Not yeah. Ours, but, like we have celebrity crushes. Um, Yours is also in this movie. Who, Florence? Yeah. She wouldn't be like top. I mean, she's for sure somewhere. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, she is gorgeous in this movie. She looks amazing in this movie. Yes, she does. Yeah. Uh, does Harry Styles look amazing in this movie? As Victory Project Jack Chambers, yeah. What about Ragdoll Dancing Harry Styles? Absolutely not. No. Uh, <laughs> it, he looks like he hadn't showered in a year. He and just the fact that like what that character was and like what he was doing was really off-putting but I also think that like is a plus for Harry Styles yeah that because, he like, not be attractive in a scene it was just so nothing Harry Styles like he's always like very put together he's into fashion and that was very much a 180 flip and I think I mean, I think he acted it well because it was very like sullen and not like vibrant at all. And that's, I don't know. So yes and no. <laughs> all right. I have two more questions. Okay. I think, and then we're, unless you have anything else, I think we're basically good here. Okay. One, how do you think Jason Sudeikis feels about all of this? 
I think he does not give a shit. Honestly, he knows about Spitgate. Yeah, I think he. I think he has someone on his team that's like telling him things, and he's like laughing about it. Is how I think he's like feeling. I think he's glad that he's not attached to Olivia while all of this is happening. Because there's some, not in the same way, but there's some Ted Lasso drama right now where apparently the show's being like reshot the third season. It's not like finite. It's like going above budget, but I'm just bringing that up separately. It's just funny that's happening to both of them around the same time. It's very different circumstances where Olivia Wilde's are, you know, costing a studio a lot of money and his in a different way. His, I mean, he's, he just won another Emmy, so he's doing okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay. The final question that I have is who wins the movie this is i've stolen this from like the ringer i mean literally everyone has <laughs> but who do you think wins the movie who wins the movie i feel like i feel like the easy obvious answer is florence Pugh mm-hmm. because she gets out of this creepy little simulation she can get into therapy and try to get back to her doctor life doing surgery the character the character Yes, the okay. character Alice. I think that's the easy answer. I well, I also want like who wins the movie in terms of like acting, directing, like oh, who who do you think uh, is that also Florence Pugh? Yes. Okay. <laughs> because she, like we said earlier, carried the movie the I whole time. I agree. I also want to my backup answer would be like the comedic actors because I feel like they actually know what movie they're in like I think Nick Kroll yes like he knows it should be sillier I think the movie either has to take itself more seriously and be like a full-on paranoia thriller yeah uh, or because it's kind of doesn't really reach those like lofty heights or it needs to be like a comedic satire of you know men being assholes almost uh, yeah, I would have enjoyed that movie much more, I think. <laughs> yeah. Um, where it's like Nick Kroll, I think knows what kind of movie is in. Kate Berlant, uh, who plays the pregnant woman, who mm-hmm. uh, is like, what do you guys think is really happening here? Like, she's a big stand-up comic. She knows yeah. what she's in. And the other one, who I would say is actually great, and I wish there was he was more in more of the movie, is The Doctor, played by Timothy Simons, who's a comedic actor, who's in Veep and in, like, station a lot of stuff he's mm-hmm. really good like he's creepy he's, he's yeah he's, i see i i feel the opposite i didn't want more of him because i found his character very creepy <laughs> but that's what i mean in terms of how he acted that's like a good sign that you were like yeah like, i i do think it would have maybe helped the movie if he had been a bigger character though yeah and like we kind of knew a little bit more of like what his part of everything was but yeah, I mean, my, what I kind of thought, I thought he was the guy. That was kind of where I thought it was going. Like, I didn't- thought I, he I, was the guy controlling I didn't everything. actually think that because that's not, it was never like what the movie wanted me to think. Yeah. But I did kind of hope that like Chris Pine was more of a figurehead. Like he was the looks or whatever in a way. And yeah. Timothy Simons as this like malicious doctor, he was the brains of the operation. He was kind of what was- Yeah. Because he was good, good at being scary. And he- mm-hmm was like kind of everywhere at all like he was he kept on showing up in yeah movie, but like never really saying much and kind of just like yeah. around uh, so I, I wanted him to have a bigger role in it it, it would have it would have made sense if that is what played out yeah it, it didn't uh and we both 
I, I think we both would recommend people seeing it. Um, yeah, absolutely. I think you liked it a little more than I did. Um, yeah, I'm probably a little biased with the Harry thing, but I also, like I said, I just, my my scale of if a movie is good or not is um, almost purely based on if I enjoyed it. Yeah. I mean, at the so. very least, it's been fun. To, I mean, we, we've talked about this for however long now, and I'm sure we'll <laughs> talk about it more. And I mean, I'm looking at my list of movies right now for the year, and it's not even in the bottom 10, bottom, like, I have it above Blonde, which I saw last weekend, um, <laughs> which is also dumb. Um, like, I, I, I'll give you, right now it's 47 out of 66 movies for the year. Oh, wow. So it's not good, you know? Yeah. But it could be worse. I think I, think I would just describe this movie as disappointing. I think that it could have been really good. Yeah. And it just wasn't. The acting was there. The I think we both like book smart so the directing's kind of there um the sh like the cinematography like it looked like i think the costume design was really interesting yeah whoever the, scouted the location did a yeah. perfect job the music was i mean from the beginning of this episode where i played some music um, yeah <laughs> that's like there's there are pieces there where it could have been it could have actually been a really good movie i i don't think it was ever going to be like the best movie of the year or anything but it could have been like yeah. a really fun thriller and yeah i think if it had had even just like 25 more minutes of runtime where they could have like played things out a little bit longer to make everything make more sense it that would have helped a lot <laughs> i think there's i mean most movies usually have a longer cut i'm sure there's a longer cut somewhere in this movie like i need to see it i feel like there's a lot of stuff missing like nick kroll's yeah. character kind of just disappears for an hour um mm -hmm. the doctor i feel like there's more there kiki lane definitely was cut out i mean she said as much the uh, new couple that show up and then yeah. never get expanded on like she i thought they were both they weren't in the movie that much they seemed like they were good actors i think her name's sydney chandler yeah she was one of the ones that were that was at the venice film festival yeah she's also kyle chandler's daughter apparently i don't know who that is <laughs> he's a you know kyle chandler he's a i would think you know kyle chandler. he's the coach in um friday night lights no, no, sorry. He's in, game, he's in Game Night. <laughs> oh, which one is he in Game Night? He's the cool brother, the cool older brother who gets killed. Oh, okay. He's in a lot of stuff. He's in like the Jurassic World movies, I think, and whatever. Um, yeah, or he's in Godzilla, whatever. It's not that important. Yeah. Is there anything else you want to say about Don't Worry, Darling? Or did we did we hit it? Um, I think my closing statement will just be that, regardless of what we've said here it is worth the watch. I do think people should see this movie. I just think people should go in with low expectations and ignore the plot holes in order to enjoy the movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's a few, like, wh what was the airplane? Like, what, what, like, what, what was, was the airplane? What was, what were the earthquakes? Yeah. What were the earthquakes? Like, there's a lot of stuff that, like, it felt like what Lost happens to Margaret's kid? What, did you watch Lost? No. Well, it felt like Lost, where it's like it asks a lot of questions and doesn't answer a lot of them. Yeah. Which is fine in some ways, where it's like this is how the world works in this reality. But yeah. can't if those are like the setup to the big reveal, and then you don't answer the setups at all. Yeah. It just then, then you're just like annoyed. You're like, I watched this and you didn't give me, you know, you didn't finish. Yeah. Anything. 
Yeah, I left that movie with many questions. And one question I literally just thought of, the woman that was pregnant, mm-hmm. is she pregnant in real life and she was like raped while in the simulation or how does that work? I don't think so because Harry Styles wanted to get, I mean, Jack wanted to get Alice pregnant and he wasn't going to have sex with her in real life. It was going to be in this like fictional world that's fair that's just okay that's getting a little too complicated for my mind yeah there's a lot pretend i didn't ask that question (laughs) i'm sure i'm sure mark zuckerberg's working on that right now uh when it comes to meta no thanks yeah i i guess that's it i think we've hit it you know it took what is an hour over an hour i think yeah over an hour you're still listening to this thank you very much and if you listen to this and you've made it this far and then you go see the movie that's that's nuts uh, you yeah, should, I basically spoiled I mean, we, the entire we movie. The movie, which is fine. Yeah. We need people needed to talk about it, and those people yeah. are. And this is the Aerial Shop podcast. And thank you for listening. We have a few more things coming up. Now I'm getting into my like you know podcast voice. We have a few yeah, more things coming up before the end of the year. Uh, we have. Uh, I don't know. Should I say it? We have a Christopher Nolan thing. I think coming at some point. Um, and I want to do something at the end of the year, like a, like a best of, of the year type thing. That'll be fun. And I'm sure there'll be an Oscars something, uh, you know, when all the Oscar movies start coming out, maybe a film festival review, because I'll be, we'll be seeing The Whale. Yeah. It's called Heartland Film Festival, right? Yeah, Heartland Film Festival in Indianapolis. Yeah, um, which is exciting. I have a few others that I'm going to over the next month or so. I think four other movies. Uh, in the film fe- in fe- different film festivals so I'm excited movies are good this movie <laughs> is uh it's it's a movie it's something it's interesting it's a real go to the theater film there you go <laughs> yeah it's, it's a movie it's it's I now I'm like I, people on Twitter always say like it's a movie is like you know such a film bro way to describe something you know they don't like but it's it's something I saw and I'll be thinking about it and questioning it and that's that's what we got here. So thank you for listening. Thank you. I don't know why I waved. They were saying they were into it. Such a pretty face on a pretty next is driving me crazy. But I'm into it. But I'm into it. I'm kinda into it. It's getting crazy. I think I'm losing it. I think I'm losing it. It was a fine movie. Perfectly fine. I would say it's a little worse than fine, but it's it's interesting. Uh, what, what was the plane crash? Yeah. Not a masterpiece. I don't think she should win an Oscar for it. <laughs> what was the deal with the bus driver? Was that guy an AI? I think he was AI. That's a fucking advanced AI. Were yeah. all of the people in red AI then? Is that the idea? Yeah, I think, I think so. I guess. I yeah. Certainly a movie. I could ask my questions for hours, but. Certainly one of the movies.